Welcome to Daring to Be Happy with Leela B, the podcast that invites you to show up, play big, be courageous, and inspire you that through meditation you can find peace and live happy. Hi, I'm your host, Leela B, and yes, I really am a modern day monk, but to be honest, I'm not all that different from you. I'm still subjected to the chaos that's part of a busy life and world. I'm far from perfect and I've got plenty of issues, but I've found a way to be happy anyway. So welcome to Daring to be Happy. Hello and welcome back to the Daring to be Happy podcast. I am your host, Leela B, and I am so happy to be back and to be launching the second season of Daring to be Happy. So I want to thank you firstly for your patience and allowing me to take a break after launching Daring to be Happy last year and producing uh, almost 30 episodes over three months while traveling. When I got home to New Zealand, I definitely was ready for a little break and I apologize because it has lasted a lot longer than I intended, but I've had quite a bit going on. So first up, I just wanted to give you an update. So since returning to New Zealand, I've officially moved to Auckland, the big city. And yeah, I can't really explain why, uh, particularly after having lived in beautiful Queenstown for so long. It, it just felt like I wasn't ready yet to go back. And yeah, so I've, I've relocated and it's just reminded me... <laughs> A little bit. This has probably been some of the most challenging few months um, since since recovering from when uh, Glenn died. But yeah, I forgot how difficult it is to kind of relocate, to find your feet again, to start from scratch, to find a job, to find somewhere to live, to make some friends. Um, yeah, so it has definitely been challenging. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why I haven't felt ready to come back to the podcast probably because I've been myself not in the greatest space not in the greatest meditation space and and experiencing a lot of judgment and a lot of comparison about my life and where it's at right now um but the truth is when I'm fully here when I'm fully present you know there's an incredible amount to be grateful for and I have found myself a new job working for an amazing foodie company promoting awesome fresh whole food-based meals and back catering events for them as well so that's been an awesome find and I wasn't really intending to kind of stay in the hospitality industry at all but it's kind of just what came up and one of the bonuses of it is within their offices which used to be a film studio they have a padded cupboard which is perfect for podcasting so um, I'll add a photo to the show notes but this cupboard is now used as a storeroom to store cookbooks but uh, I've had to clear some of the cookbooks I've had to sell some of the cookbooks in order to make space to create my own podcast studio so that's been really exciting Um, over the summer I also had the opportunity to teach quite a lot of meditation which was amazing some of the biggest courses I've ever taught and I just love the energy the openness and the dedication of the beautiful humans who I got to spend time with doing that 
And I've also been back on retreat myself. My teacher who I saw in Spain last September was in New Zealand for a week in February. So that was incredible to spend a week on retreat. And this time it was just with meditation teachers. So it kind of took things to a whole new level. And it meant we kind of, we started and moved through stuff with incredible space and growth. So what are the plans for this next season? Well... I'm going to slow it down a little bit. I'm going to cut back to just one episode a week because I am now working full time and this does take a bit of time. So I think one episode a week is going to be much more achievable. Also, we're going to start changing it up a bit. So last season, I interviewed a lot of my kind of colleagues, fellow meditation teachers from all around the world. And that was amazing. But this season, I'm going to start opening it up and I'm going to start talking to people who aren't meditation teachers and and people who maybe don't even practice the same meditation practice that I practice, which is ascension meditation. And I'm doing that because I think... It's, it's great for you guys to hear from guests who have really dedicated their lives to living in the present moment and who have made it a priority to meditate at least a couple of hours every day. But I don't want it to seem like that's that it's only through that kind of commitment that you're going to be able to live a happier, more peaceful life. So this season I wanted to make more of an effort to talk to some more regular everyday people who enjoy the profound effects from meditation without having to become like a monk in order to do so. So some of my guests are going to include uh, my friend Jane who I met in Bali last year and she uses meditation or she's used meditation as a way to wean herself off drugs that were prescribed to her to help manage ADHD. There's also going to be Andy, who's a business coach, who has meditated for over 500 days in a row, um, just simply using an app on his phone and sharing the benefits that he's got from that. And Dave will be joining us from the UK, sharing his experience of how music gave him his first experience of the total awe of the present moment and how that led him to pursue a career in music and as a professional guitarist. And we'll be checking in with a few of last season's guests as well who have had some pretty cool developments in life since we last spoke to them. But the most exciting piece of news, actually, and this has only just kind of fully come together and been launched online in the last few days, is that I am going to be running a luxury yoga and meditation retreat back in Bali in the end of October um, with my very good friend Aja, who's another Ascension meditation teacher, and she's a yoga teacher. So I'm going to have her on the show very, very soon, so you guys can get to know her a little bit and hear more about our retreat that we're going to be running. But it's in the most beautiful resort in the northern coast of Bali, and it's going to be for seven days. There's going to be yoga. There's going to be a full ascension meditation course included. There's going to be like daily massages included. Beautiful, amazing food every day and some other little extras and bonuses as well. So if you'd like to learn more about that, there is a website you can go to. Probably the easiest way to get there is go to leelab.com forward slash Bali retreat and there you'll find all the details but there is an early bird special so you can save $400 US if you sign up and register before the 15th of July so do head over there and check it out if you have any questions at all about it that aren't answered on the website 
just simply send me a message. You can email me at leela at leelab.life or send me a message via my Instagram or Facebook page. And yeah, I'd love to hear from you if you're interested in joining us. It's just, it's going to be so cool. I'm so excited. It's such a great excuse to go back to Bali. (laughs) So now that you've had a bit of an update from me, I do have a short interview that I do want to share today. And it was with a fellow meditation teacher that I met while I was on retreat in New Zealand in February. And it's with a teacher from the UK. Her name is Regita Ishaya. And she is a poet, and so she has a poem that she's going to read for us to start off our interview. And then we're going to have a little bit of a chat and get to know her a little bit better afterwards. So enjoy. The poem is called Dancing in Between the Eyes. And uh, yeah, it's about that journey between when, when we forget who we really are, actually, and just remembering that we can always come back. So, dancing in between the eyes. Dancing in between the eyes, it really is of no surprise. When you learn the steps, whether quick or slow, occasionally you may trip over your toes, and as you fall from loving grace, landing hard, flat on your face, you begin to contemplate your pain, bewildered. How did I get here again? And as you're shouting, why oh why, along comes little I. See, I told you so, little eye begins to crow. It's all for your own good, you see. Did you really think you could be free? Did you really think you could be without me, free of this pain and poverty? At this stage you may hyperventilate amidst the monologue of hate, the negativity, judgment and the fear that tears apart all you hold dear. Blaming all and sundry for your woes, little eye casts a veil over all you know. To stop the voice you may hold your breath, and some may even wish for death, but in that pause that tiny space reaches in the hand of grace. Breathe, relax, you didn't fall, I never really left at all, you only briefly lost sight of me, all you need is to believe that I am you, and you are me, remember this, and you will see the beauty that you already are. You really are a shining star. Perplexed, you ask, how can this be? One minute I am the universe, the next little me. To this heartfelt plea, Grace replies with love, compassion, words so wise. To avoid a fall, please take care. This really means just be aware. Be mindful of the steps you dance, or you'll end up in hypnotic trance. Forgive yourself when fears arise, then inner peace will be your prize. And when you miss your mark in sin, find clarity of where to begin. Make your stops into starts by tuning into your beautiful hearts. Truth and authenticity will bring you to integrity. Remember, you are always blessed, and that this life is not a test. Breathe. Live. Love, be, I love you for eternity, so live and experience joy in me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Regita. That was beautiful and amazing. Oh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to to share it. (laughs) And I know there's a little bit of a story around how you came to 
write this poem? Yes, it's yeah, it was quite an interesting experience. Um, you weren't planning to write. You didn't sit down to write a poem. I didn't did sit. You? I did not sit down to write this poem. <laughs> <laughs> I would even say I did not write this poem. Yeah. <laughs> um, it it pretty much came fully formed. Um, at the time it came, I was halfway through a huge anxiety and panic attack, um, which is something that I've have in the past suffered with for you know for as, as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was on a course in London um, called Success in- Intelligence, and <laughs> had gone there to. Uh, uh, what I thought was to find ways to be more productive in my my business, and uh, this beautiful teacher Robert Holden had had other ideas, and <laughs> yeah, his the the way that he works is to kind of get you to ask the question, "Who are you? Who are you really?" and kind of where what parts of you you're hiding and and suppressing, and mm-hmm. you know, stir, stirred up the pot a little bit, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> <laughs> as a as a re- result of that something the anxiety tri- triggered in me somehow and mm-hmm. I was in London and a big group there's quite a big group of people and if anyone suffered with anxiety you know it's, it does, at the time it doesn't appear that you're actually in control of it and it can feel very overwhelming and uh, and I just thought I just need to get home um, which was a couple of hours train ride and I'm trying to go through London and everything's spinning around I'm really disorientated I'm having trouble breathing <laughs> um I've missed the the stop on the tube to mm-hmm. get them thought I was in a parallel universe it was just <laughs> like <laughs> um and I started seeing these posters that said make your next stop a start and they just got bigger like everywhere I turned they were just there and the posters seemed to get bigger in size and yeah just other little in the midst of everything just other little messages that somehow came came out in the poem so basically when I got on the the main train mm-hmm. back home I just got out my pen and my pad and and wrote the poem and some of the little signs that I'd seen somehow ended up there in the perfect place and mm-hmm. I just really felt that I was being guided and just yeah, and then I got got back. The poem was done, and I could breathe again. And it was it was just it, it was just all there, um, and it passed very quickly. Yeah, it's 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 funny when creativity strikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that 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 process <laughs> of sitting down to write was kind of do you feel was what enabled the anxiety attack to pass yeah it um enabled me to get out the way really yeah actually yeah um and 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 focus more on that than on the sensation in my body or Mm -hmm. um any you know thoughts around the anxiety uh because i i noticed um, well, mainly since starting doing ascension meditation, actually, that the anxiety is made worse by my thoughts around it and actually wanting to stop the attacks mm-hmm. and, um, to stop the feelings associated with it and the, 
And yeah, the more I go into the the story about that, the kind of worse it, it seems to get. It's like you you just take yourself further and further down the down the rabbit hole. <laughs> so just getting to a place and just stopping actually and and just being open and then listening to something bigger than that little voice Mm. it just yeah it just really allowed me to move through that and at the same time allow this this piece to to come through because yeah definitely didn't didn't think it in a linear way it just it was it was just there um And I think the whole poem so beautifully describes that process of how we can get so sucked in to all that negative chatter and self-thought and all those voices in our head. Mm. And then, you know, that journey from that to suddenly seeing what else is there. Yes. That what's beyond all that and that, that what's beyond all that yeah. um, is the only permanent experience that that is true but it's the part that we so easily miss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So has meditation been a really good tool for you to help manage your anxiety? Oh, yes. It's absolutely a complete game changer. Um, I mean, at the time I was meditating, but just meditating more on the, the breath, obviously more mm-hmm. sort of classic yoga-type yeah. meditation. Um, and over... I don't know, from when I wrote the poem, something, a penny kind of dropped mm-hmm. there and there, there was maybe a question started to arise in me was, oh, okay, the, what came out in the poem, how, how do you stabilize that? Yeah. And, um, probably within a few months or I don't know, or maybe it was a bit longer than that. There, there might have been a little journey to, but it was, I was definitely heading towards mm-hmm. that question was definitely there. And then I ended up, finding ascension and literally on the first fair course um that first weekend the the penny dropped and it it was like aha and there'd been more because once I wrote this poem it was like opening the floodgates Mm -hmm. and there was probably about two months where just stuff was coming and I just had to sit with my pad and write 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 (laughs) and it, it all came out and actually through another poem that I wrote um, I think it's, it was called I See You, mm-hmm. which was again kind of triggered by the work I was doing with Robert Holden. Yeah. But the last few lines of that, that poem was, it was about, um, I, I can't remember it offhand <laughs> by now, but it, it was about how you see, um, and anchoring your vision in grace, mm-hmm. actually. Um, yeah. And it was like, okay, how, how, how do you do this? How do you do this? And, Basically, that's what ascension does. It, yeah. it helps you to see with more clarity, actually, and to be able to choose where to to give your what to give your attention to, yeah. and not not give it to that that little voice, mm. but give it to that bigger, more loving presence that is is always there, mm. and actually is is all of us is is in all of us, but we quite often don't give that voice a a chance to to emerge to be revealed to to show up mm. you know so ascension's been a huge life changer for me and yeah there's i mean since i've done my first fear there's not been a day where i haven't ascended and it's become as important and valuable to me as as cleaning my teeth <laughs> um <laughs> and i noticed that if 
you know, if my ascension practice slips a little bit, then the, you know, I start to notice the anxiety maybe creeping in again. And mm. as soon as I increase my ascension again, and uh, I make sure it, 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 everything seems to get calmer and it's not really anything that I'm trying to do or whatever. It's just a result of doing the practice consistently. And that's, that's the key really. It's just, yeah, find something that works, whether it, whether it's ascension and make it important because your peace and your joy or, you know, whatever it is that, that you want to experience is, that's the most important thing. And you carry that through everything, then all your interactions and, you know, you, you take the peace with you. You're not trying to find it. It's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, me. this has just been a short little interview, mm. but I do like to ask a few fun questions at the end. Let's <laughs> see what I can come up with now. Um, what's been your, what's your favourite food? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> What's my favourite food? I hate the questions like this because... Oh, because your mind goes blank. Like, <laughs> my mind just goes blank and I just go, ah, yeah. <laughs> um, my favourite food. My favourite food. Chocolate. Oh, it has to be chocolate. Yeah. Right. Does that count as food, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now I'm trying to remember what the questions are. Um, what brings you joy? What brings me joy? Yeah. Um... Actually, I get a lot of joy from seeing other people, like through doing the first fears and yeah, through teaching and, through teaching and I teach yoga mm-hmm. as well, and um, just seeing people's journey, just seeing people blossoming, and you know, just like that penny drop for me, seeing that penny drop in in other people, that to me, and that can happen. You know, not not even in a teaching environment, mm. just through through conversations yeah. and and stuff, and you know, just seeing people suddenly realise that oh my god, there's there's more. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's the most beautiful. It's the most beautiful thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, that that gives me. Yeah, gives so. me the most joy. <laughs> no, I love it as well. It's, yeah, lovely to see. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it feels like often, like it, it's, it, it gives me purpose. It's what brings me a lot of joy and purpose yeah. in my life. It's just found to share, even whether it's in a full blown kind of meditation weekend, yeah. or if it's just in a conversation with someone, or it's just, you know, being fully present with the girl at the checkout. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. And really what? thanking them yeah. for, you know, your coffee. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think the more open and present you can be wherever you are, just the, the opportunities, the yeah, the conversations and with the most unlikely people, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> just the beauty seems to emerge effortlessly and yeah, and I would say it's just staying open. <laughs> Okay, so mm. if that's what brings you joy, what can still trip you up and challenge you sometimes? Okay. Because I know you're so yeah. zen now <laughs> as a yogi and meditation teacher. Oh, well, no, a few, <laughs> a few things uh, yeah, still still trip me up. and uh, But no, I think that's an, a great question because I see a lot of people um, look at 
particularly yoga teachers and meditation teachers mm. and have this false illusion that we we're already there or we should already be there and yeah or we're really perfect or we're really perfect and yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know and we we still have the same stuff yeah going on we're and still very human we're still very human <laughs> and but what I notice with me is, or with the Ascension practice particularly, I move through things much more quickly. Mm-hmm. And what's great is is the community that we have. And if I get sticky mm-hmm. on, on something, there's, there's always someone at the end of the phone that's also hopefully not having a sticky moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that can gently just remind me how easy it is and, and remind me, just like the poem said, that oh, it's just that that little voice yeah. you know what what what's here yeah. what's here now um so what did you last get sticky on my I last get sticky okay <laughs> we've just uh my partner and I have just canoed down the Wanganui river oh wow and I'm very sensitive mm-hmm. to kind of energies and and things and some things can get a bit overwhelming and uh and yeah we were sort of canoeing towards sometimes obstacles in the river mm-hmm. <laughs> and obviously I'm not in control in the front because he's steering in the back <laughs> <laughs> so I had a few moments like ah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah usual probably not being in control that's a pretty common one <laughs> surrendering to that that a lot but yeah. yeah for me quite often this kind of spatial awareness stuff so Quite often, if if I'm out and there's lots of noises and lots of things going on, uh, I, I can still get quite overwhelmed by that, which in the past would have sent me into a full-blown panic anxiety attack, which would have meant not being able to breathe, sometimes hands clawing up and, and stuff like that. And now I'm, I'm kind of just aware of it and I might get a bit disorientated, but I know I can just stop. And quite often I'll stop and introduce the Ascension Attitudes. We learn on the first fear and, and just send them come you know and just come back um and stop just stop if i need to and but the like i say the story around it's it's all gone and yeah and so it starts to dissolve. it just starts to dissolve and yeah it, it happens less less and less that's amazing now so it's cool but yeah great um well i just want to praise you Regita, oh, and thank, thank you. you for sharing your beautiful poem and any plans to publish anything <laughs> You said um, you would do it. You'd done lots of writing. Right? I, yeah. generated a lot more writing. Well, what what I was doing, I mean, we've been traveling for quite a few months now, so I yeah. haven't written for quite a while, but I'm starting to feel the the urge is cool. there. Um, and, yeah, it's just about creating a space to just let it come through, I guess. Mm. But, yeah, everything that I wrote before is um, on my on my blog. I tend to, when it comes, just just put it straight out there. Great. Um, and so for those people who are listening, how can they find your blog? Um, it's thebendywitch.com. The <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Cool. So we'll put a link to thebendywitch.com okay. on the show notes page. Oh, and I know another question that I always forget to ask people is what does your name, Regita, mean? Ah. <laughs> okay. So it means the bright goddess, the brilliant goddess. The illuminated goddess Ooh. and the resplendent goddess. Resplendent. Resplendent goddess. Wow, what is resplendent? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, yeah, I think it's it's again to do with maybe brightness, bright and, and shiny, and shiny and glowing, glowing. Yeah, beautiful. Um, yes. Well, it's certainly you. So thank you. Wow, what an inspiring story of overcoming anxiety, tuning into that creative flow that is so often bigger than us, and finding a lighter and brighter way of living life. Something that really stood out to me from what Regida shared was how if her practice slips, the anxiety has a habit of creeping back in, and when she increases it again, everything gets calmer again. This is definitely something I've experienced in my own life, especially over the last few months. And as a meditation teacher, there is then this additional layer of guilt being experienced and mentally beating myself up about it because I feel like a fraud or a bad teacher or basically a bit of a loser. Can you hear all the labels that my ego is throwing around there? One of the biggest messages I received while I was on retreat was that you can only be present now. Now that's a lesson I've heard over and over again. In fact, it's a message I shared on the last episode of last season. But it really is a game changer. It's like a get out of jail free card. Because basically it means it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter if you thought you were a loser a moment ago. It doesn't matter if the voice inside your head is playing you the same old shitty story about your life again. What matters is being present now. Because when you're absolutely present, then all that other stuff fades away. And in this moment, you realize that none of it is true that none of it can be true, that none of it was ever true. And the guilt and the labels all fade away as well. So focus on whatever practice allows you to be this rippingly present, this rippingly still. Be that your meditation practice, yoga, dance, spending time in nature. And then just like Rajita said, carry that through into everything. Take that peace with you. So don't forget to check out all the details of my luxury Bali retreat coming up in October. Just head to leelab.life forward slash Bali retreat. And with that, I want to welcome you back to Daring to be Happy and thank you for tuning in. And I want to praise you for your willingness to show up, play big, be courageous, find peace and live happy. happy.